0: post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today. Now, welcome to Nothing Impossible, sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis, the epicenter of innovation for the St. Louis region. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Calhoun and Travis Sheridan on News Radio 1120, KMOX.
1: All right, welcome in to our weekly Innovation Conversation here on KMOX. I'm Michael Calhoun and sitting alongside, not Travis Sheridan, but Tyler Matthews from Venture Cafe St. Louis. Travis uh, is from Venture Cafe Global Institute, so he's been called out of town on those duties. And so, Tyler, thank you for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. Tell us a little bit about what you do at Venture Cafe and what this event. People have heard about it, I'm sure. If they haven't heard about it, I mean, come on, it's been all over the place. But they haven't experienced it. What is Venture Cafe like?
2: So, in a nutshell, uh, our main our goal is to connect innovators to make things happen. So all these bright, smart people that are coming to St. Louis or who are already here getting them together. So what we call serendipitous collisions can happen. And just uh, a gr- a diverse group of people who've got different ideas come together, work on new projects together, find a co-founder, find an investor or mentor, um, and just kind of help improve and, and build on St. Louis's, you know, awesome trajectory that we're already on.
1: Yeah, and improvements kind of a theme of the show today. We're going to talk about Missouri Venture Forum's big event roadmap to entrepreneurialism, which is coming up, and then the uh, St. Louis Economic Development Partnership just held their big annual meeting where they go over the accomplishments of the last year, but also what they'd like to get done, and uh, that might involve a transatlantic flight. We'll talk about it with St. Louis County Executive Steve Stenger. And so all of that is coming up on Nothing Impossible. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this.
0: Catch baseball's best hour before every Cardinals game. It's the all-new Amron Pre-Game Show, giving you the inside scoop on your St. Louis Cardinals with player interviews, daily updates with the reporters covering the team, and new this year, a weekly visit from Cardinals pitcher Adam Wainwright. You'll also hear from the skipper Mike Matheny, and of course, get the lowdown on the upcoming game. The Amron Pre-Game Show, one hour before game time, every game, on your home for the best Cardinals coverage, KMOX. Now, back to nothing impossible, sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis, the epicenter of innovation for the St. Louis region, on News Radio 1120 KMOX.
1: All right, welcome back into Nothing Impossible, Michael Calhoun with you. Travis is out this weekend. Tyler Matthews from Venture Cafe St. Louis sitting in. Thank you for being here, Tyler. Yeah, thanks for having me. And we're uh, talking about a big event coming up, sponsored by the Missouri Venture Forum, and Matt Kulig is the president. Thank you for coming in, Matt. <laughs> Good morning, thank you. And so, uh, tell us about Missouri Venture Forum and about this roadmap event that's coming up.
3: Uh, yeah, Missouri Venture Forum is one of the oldest um, St. Louis, uh, maybe Missouri-based entrepreneurial support organization, a non-for-profit. It was formed in 1985, um, and we've been going strong ever since. Um, it is a membership organization. Um, so. Uh, by becoming a member, you have an opportunity to see speakers, 10 uh, breakfasts a year, and then we have educational events like the Roadmap to Entrepreneurship um, and others that we sponsor throughout the year. Um, And it's all about helping entrepreneurs, uh, helping the ecosystem, um, and we open it up to the St. Louis community so anyone can become a member um, and, uh, you know, attend one of our events. And what's great about the to Entrepreneurship event is it's open to the general public. There is no cost, uh, thanks to our sponsors. Um, And you can sit through a day of panels to learn, uh, you know, what does it take to
2: take an idea and turn it into a viable startup company the entrepreneurship, uh, or the roadmap to entrepreneurship, what exactly are, who's the right fit for this?
3: uh? Um, It's really, you know, if you think about it, um, entrepreneurs, it's one of those nebulous words, like what's an entrepreneur? Is it a tech person? Is it a biotech person? Um, I always believe that an entrepreneur is really anyone who wants to do something um, and, and kind of be their own boss, right? And so, you know, it's really anyone who wants to go out Form a company um, and take an idea they have, or a, you know, a business idea or plan. Um, and turn that into a viable business. Um, and so it, it's not, you don't have to be in tech. You don't have to be in biotech. This is really open to anyone who would like to you know, find out what does it take to take my idea um, or my business concept and turn it into a viable business. Now you said MVP is how many years old? Uh, it's MVF. MVF. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> that's that. That's okay. Um, it started in 19... It was actually um, formed in 1984, but and then organized and incorporated in 1985. So it's a non-for-profit Missouri. Organization.
1: So, at the roadmap to entrepreneurship event, what are some of uh, what are some of the things on the agenda? The tools that people might walk away with. I see uh, from the light bulb idea to a viable company, and also putting local resources together. Why St. Louis is a great city to start a company. Just a couple of the sessions that are planned.
3: Right, and, and so each session is designed to kind of give you um, access to experts in these areas, and so you know it, it's. If you talk to anyone who is a successful entrepreneur, I mean, there's there's a lot you have to learn. There's like no straight path from idea to success. Um, There's a lot of hurdles, but you know... and you have to build a, a support network around you. So people, attorneys, accountants, you know, um, there's a whole infrastructure that happens as you build your business. And so this event really focuses on, you know, what are those things you have to look at? Like board of directors or advisory board members or intellectual property or accountants and attorneys and all these things have you know, their challenges, but also are very beneficial if done correctly. Um, company structure, you know, do you want to be an LLC or a C corporation? Should you form in Missouri or Delaware? What's the pluses and minuses of things like that that most people aren't exposed to? But you know, this event gives you that information and access to that. And you can sit there and ask questions like, what do you think, Mr. Expert? You know, tell hmm. me your opinion. So, it, it's a great event that gives uh, anyone from the community an opportunity to plug into the ecosystem and access these people who are experts.
2: And that, that includes like small business owners or what, who's like the main, because you were saying earlier.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's really anyone who's entrepreneurial. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I hate to limit it to like you have to be a tech startup, it's really anyone who wants to start a business. So, it doesn't have to be like a scalable.
2: Um, online. No, because yeah. there's
3: information you're going to learn in there that you probably just need to think about mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, it, and you'll benefit from, right? And again, you know, we make the speakers available after the panels so that, you know, if you want follow-up questions, you can go up and talk to them. They're very approachable and they'll be glad to answer right? any direct questions about your business specifically, you know, that you may need help on.
1: We're we're talking with Matt Kulig, who's the president of Missouri Venture Forum. And you're not a stranger to nothing impossible. You've been on before. I have. For Aisle 411. Yes. And also for the ARVR. Yes. Association. Uh, How are things with, while we've got you in the studio, how are things with Aisle 411?
3: Good. Uh, We just signed a big contract with, uh, I can't say who they are, but it's a big contract, which is good. Uh, We're in five countries now um, around the world. Uh, and we're growing our retail base. Uh, we're still focused on just helping people find products inside stores through a variety of technologies. So things are good. Still growing the company. Still excited to be here in St. Louis. Um, but, you know, we're, we're traveling a lot more. What is the latest... Uh Latest
1: innovation, latest product uh, that aisle 411's uh, released or that you're working on?
3: So augmented reality and virtual reality is really kind of the next wave of technology. Um, We're in the kind of early stages of that. So Google and Apple and Microsoft are all going to be releasing new technologies this year, um, which is going to use augmented reality. Um, And then the virtual reality, there have been a ton of companies getting funded in that space. Um, And that whole world is just burgeoning. I mean, but it's going to explode. And so we're kind of on this tipping point of that. And we're leveraging that technology, especially augmented reality, inside retail. So, you know, imagine you walk in a store with your new phone that has augmented reality. And when you walk in, a little virtual guy, you know, let's call him Stewie from the family guy, if we have the licensing rights, he meets you at the door and he goes... Hey, I'll take you to your product on the shelf. I mean, that's the world we're heading towards, and that's what I'll form one one's working on.
2: That's, so, can we can we really work on the Stewie one?
3: Yeah, no, no, you know, I mean, again, it's you have to get the licensing right. It could be Homer Simpson. It could be your favorite character as long as you pay for the licensing rights. It
2: could be Michael wow. Calhoun walking yeah. you through. <laughs> I don't it could, know about it could that. Could be
3: Michael Calhoun, right?
2: And then AR uh,
1: ARVR in general beyond the Aisle Four One One products. What are these new products that are coming out and? Um, yeah, some so, companies are betting on AR, and some companies are betting on VR as really being the future, it seems like.
3: Well, VR VR has been around for a long time. So virtual reality, if you think about HoloLens, which is a Microsoft product, um, and, and just you know wearing the headgear. So VR is very immersive. Um, and, and that's le- virtual reality. That's virtual reality. That's where you walk into, you put on headgear, and you walk into another world. So, I mean, I remember in the... Early late 80s, early 90s, there was headgear you could wear and go into a virtual world. So it's been around forever. What is changing now is with mobile phones and um, some pretty significant investment from um, companies like Google and Apple um, and startups around the world is now you're seeing that move to what's called augmented reality, which is you look at your phone and you're using the camera on your phone and, and you see the room in front of you but you can augment that space with digital assets. So again, you could have a cartoon character, you could have Bugs Bunny standing in front of you, you know, at six flags walking you through six flags, right? And and that's the really interesting thing about augmented reality. And so the, what you're seeing the analysts say is yes, virtual reality is still moving forward and, and for gaming especially, it's gonna change Gaming. So there's rooms you can go into in the virtual world, and you literally can meet people around the world, even though you're sitting in St. Louis. And and you can see their avatars, and you can talk to these people, and they're all like at a a dance or a a discotheque, and they're all (laughs) interacting with each other. And it's all virtual, and that's happening today. Augmented is, you know, more individual-based. It's about having devices in your hand and interacting with the world um, on a kind of location basis. So I come in the KMOX, and I could have, you know, an avatar of Charlie Brennan meet me at the door, right? Um, just I mean, this is a, you can think of anything, mm-hmm. and in an augmented or virtual reality world, you can do that. Uh-huh. And, and I do want to say, I didn't start it. Nathan Pettyjohn, the founder of IL 411, mm-hmm. was the founder of the VRAR Association. And uh, he does have, like, 26 chapters around the world now. Um, and, and the organization is growing rapidly. And he started it because he couldn't find out any information, including from companies like Microsoft, Apple, and Google. And he asked them, hey, you know, if I start an organization, would you become a member? And they said, oh, yes, we would. And that's really the genesis of the organization.
2: Wow. How far are we at this point to where they just like beam light into your eyes you don't have to have a device? Like, it's not
3: far <laughs> off. So we were actually in a uh, presentation with Google and Google thinks the transition... From mobile phones to headgear, which is kind of the Google Glass mm-hmm. concept, but it'll be much more high-tech. Um, it's going to happen faster and be worth more than the transition from laptops to mobile. Mm. So it's it, they think it's that's the next phase. So you will be wearing headgear at some point. It'll interact with your phone and devices.
1: Wow. Well, yeah. we'll keep track of aisle 411 and find out... Uh,
3: and Association. ...when we'll
1: be able to get our AR view of... Uh, the Walgreens as we walk in to pick up our items.
3: <laughs> right, right. Well, and hopefully any retailer. We want to be in all retail stores. Hmm. So,
1: Well, Matt, uh, aisle 411, of course, but uh, tell us about the uh, Roadmap to Entrepreneurship, the details on when this is.
3: So the the event is on June 12th at the Danforth Center. Uh, it'll start at 1 o'clock. The COO of Fleischman-Hiller is going to be our opening speaker, which Fleischman-Hiller is a very successful St. Louis-based company uh, that is global now. Um, but started here in St. Louis, right, entrepreneurial. Uh, And then we have our panels, and then we actually wrap up with a town hall. So we have VCs and managers of funds in the local region who fund companies, and they're going to sit on a panel, and that panel is going to discuss, you know, how do you go out and, and raise money for your concepts and for your ideas and, you know, what kind of opportunities are there. And then, you know, there'll be resources available throughout the day that allows you to, again, to plug into the ecosystem and learn about everything that's happening around the st louis region
1: well who are those interested and what are they going to learn we're going to delve into more detail about that when we come back matt keulig thank you so much president of the missouri venture forum joining us on nothing impossible michael calhoun tyler matthews in for travis sheridan and nothing impossible comes back after this on news radio 1120 kmox
2: I love to get my news and information online. Just because it's easier to look into things that I want. KingamOx.com. If there's a breaking story,
1: I can find out about it right now. It's fast.
4: It's
0: everything we have on air, online. I follow various news feeds on there. When you need to know. What's the website for that? KingamOx.com. Where you'll find the latest news, sports, audio and video blogs, events in St. Louis, traffic and weather info, and so much more. When you need to know. Find what you're looking for. On the computer. Online, anytime. KingamOx.com.
1: All right, welcome back to Nothing Impossible. Michael Calhoun along with Tyler Matthews in for Travis Sheridan. Tyler from Venture Cafe St. Louis. Thanks, Tyler. And uh, joined in studio by Hobart Beagley, who's the Vice President of Global Strategy for Monsanto, and Susan Gobo, who's going to be at this Roadmap to Entrepreneurship event that's coming up. And so this event is Roadmap to Entrepreneurship, I think says it all. If you've started a business and you're unsure, maybe you know your product front to back but the the business questions and scaling your business and what kind of questions Hobart do you think people should uh, should prepare to have answered if they go to this event
5: I think the the purpose of the whole event is to help people just like you said who have ideas uh, learn more about what the uh, opportunities and paths are to uh, to turning that idea into a successful business Um, from Monsanto's perspective entrepreneurship is is very important and how we interact with entrepreneurs is important so um, we're an innovation company or an innovation company that focuses on AG and we have a number of employees in the St. Louis area that work on that a couple thousand actually Um, but we also have a very concerted effort in partnering with with folks from the outside so whether those are professors entrepreneurs or other companies and back in 2011 we put together an arm of our R&D organization that is uh, that's really focused on engaging with entrepreneurs it's called Monsanto Growth Ventures and so Monsanto Growth Ventures will be at the uh, at the event and will be there to answer questions.
1: Susan tell us about the organization and about when you're uh, when you come to this country with a spouse who's gotten a job um, the situation that a lot of people find themselves in.
6: So it's a Viva Brazil. It's a Brazilian organization, nonprofit, 3 organization, and um, and I joined this uh, organization because I want to to promote like the Brazilian uh, culture and the Portuguese language. But uh, what happened to me is that I came as a trailing spouse. My husband was transferred uh, by the company to work over here and um for some years i could i could not work because I was under his visa but uh, when I realized that I could work and I tried to to coming back to my career and I'm physical therapist by the way and I found that it was a a huge um it it was like a very difficult to coming back because I had to start from the beginning and so I would spend a lot of time energy and money and so I, I tried to take different paths and rediscover myself and then I tried to, to become more involved with the community and then I found like the St. Louis Mosaic Project as well and and I talked to Betsy, the director of this project, and I joined the Women Connector Program that is for to make connections of these international spouses who come over here and support them here um, and try to share our experience and see what they can do here um, because most of them cannot work in their career and they they are like me here and
2: so that's it so a lot of these um, spouses that are coming over have uh they're career oriented or they have advanced degrees like yourself and so what i guess i don't know how many people understand like so what is the what's the issue or like what what's the struggle i guess with finding you know, a career here in the U.S. Is it the visa thing that only applies? To your how, how does that work? I guess.
6: Yeah, uh, I think visa. It's it's a it's a huge thing because for some years I could not work because I was under my husband's visa. But uh, it's a big change because, uh, like myself, I was indep- independent. I had my job, and uh, suddenly my my life changed upside down i stayed home with my kids and um, you have to learn the culture the language and you lose your social environment your job so it's very frustrate, frustrating and for for um, for some time i was thinking to come back to brazil because i said um, it's not my place over here we're
2: not able to plant roots
6: yeah, yeah so so that's it's a hard thing because for the husbands or for the employees they keep working in their career the kids they go to school but how about us the spouses what we have to to start again or so it's it's very difficult and the, the education system and and the employment system it's very different for us who come from the different countries so you don't know where to go or where to start, have information. So.
1: And Susan, what's been your experience, not just of this country, but of St. Louis, living in St. Louis, working, trying to work in St. Louis? What's, what's uh, made, your, made its mark on you in terms of St. Louis?
6: Well, uh, I lived in Connecticut. When I moved here, I was uh, first in Connecticut. And, and then we moved over here and we love St. Louis because it's a city, it's affordable city with a lot of cultural events, good uh, school district, colleges, and, uh, and people. People here are more friendly. And um, so when they offered my husband to stay as a local employee, uh, we decided to stay. So I think it's a great place to raise our kids. And it's, a, it's big enough to have, like, cultural things and small enough that you, I can meet my friends anywhere over here. So I like this feeling.
1: Yeah. And Hobart, tell us about Monsanto, whether it's getting into tech with... Um the acquisition of Climate Corporation, or whether it's getting into small startups, with you know being across the street in support of uh, programs like Donald Danforth Plant Science Center in the 39 North District, and um, tell us why Monsanto has embraced startups and innovation so much.
5: Well, I I think we recognize that a lot of great science and a lot of great ideas set outside of the walls of Monsanto, and uh, what we look for are you know entrepreneurs and innovators who have have a passion for what they do and really want to see how they can deliver that and and help it improve agriculture. Uh, So from our perspective, being close to those great scientists and those innovators, uh, being able to help where we can, whether that's to invest in those entrepreneurs or it's to partner with them with some of the resources that we have, it just, it works out well for both parties.
2: Yeah. We had um, Ryan who mentioned with your venture arm at, uh, our Thursday, well, we do the Venture Cafe uh, Three North event at the Force Center, and he had mentioned some of the interesting things that you guys were working on. What are some of the cool companies that you guys are seeing right now that you're working with?
5: Well, we have we have a, a number of companies that we that we've invested in. I, th- I think some of the themes that you see, though, um, microbials and how microbials can can help agricultural productivity. That's one theme you see Monsanto investing in. Uh, You mentioned Climate Corporation, Michael, but uh, there are a number of other data science companies out there that have unique approaches and uh, investing in in those as well. And really just, I think, that general theme of is there an idea out there that can help farmers, you know, produce more and produce in a more sustainable fashion. So we really look for those ideas.
1: Yeah, Uh, agriculture is not just about what you put in the ground. It's the conditions of the ground and what you do after that and all of the different data points that... I bet a lot of farmers didn't even realize that they could quantify until this technology comes along.
5: Exactly. And I think one of the things that we've seen is with the equipment that farmers have available today and the technology that they have, they're getting a lot of data. It's how do you help them interpret that data so that they can make better decisions or they can more effectively utilize things like fertilizer. Um, They can match the right variety or hybrid, select the right genetics for the right field. So What we're trying to do is really help with that interface. We have a lot of technologies. They have a lot of information and data. Putting those two together to help them make better decisions.
1: When you're looking at startups from Monsanto and you take a look at all of the different topics that are being covered at this Roadmap to Entrepreneurialism event, and uh, what are the things that startups don't necessarily know or don't necessarily have a handle on that you think they should definitely go to this event or to that panel discussion? Or what do, peop- what do startups really need to learn that you've, you've seen that this event is going to be really useful for?
5: Well, I, I think come, come prepared to learn. Maybe that's the best way to look at it. So um, I'd take an inventory of what I know to the event. And then as, as we've been talking about here, it's really about if I look at that and I kind of compare it to the, the, the roadmap that you're going to see at the event, and treat it as kind of a punch list. What do I have, and what do I need? I think what they should walk away—what they should walk away from—is really a, a, a more enriched understanding of how they're going to be successful with the ideas or the products that they've created. Well, we want to
2: thank Matt Kulig, uh Hobart, and Susan for um, joining us today on Nothing Impossible. And we're going to take a minute to go to a break, and we'll be back soon. Now back
0: to Nothing Impossible on News Radio 1120 KMOX. Well, welcome back into
1: Nothing Impossible, Michael Calhoun. With you, Travis is on assignment this week, as they say. So Tyler Matthews from Venture Cafe St. Louis is in with us. How you doing, Michael? Hey, and uh, on the line with us is the St. Louis County Executive Steve Stanger. Thank you for calling into Nothing Impossible, well, Mr. For County Executive. Me. I
4: appreciate it. Thank you.
1: And this uh, this past week was the big kind of annual annual meeting, annual rundown for the St. Louis Economic Development Partnership. Lots to talk about. And what were the highlights? uh, What have been the highlights for economic development uh, for you in the region uh, in the last year?
4: Well, you know, first, at, at the meeting, we had 800 business leaders from across the region that gathered for this annual luncheon. And I will tell you, I think everyone walked away with a real sense of what is going on in St. Louis. And I think that they are that they all left excited about what they heard. You know, um, as far as top lines go, uh, one of the things that I talked about was just last year, within the last year, we've had $3 billion in capital investment, private capital investment in St. Louis County alone. And uh, these are things like the Centene Project in the heart of Clayton. Uh, we're talking about expansions at Monsanto, expansions all throughout the county and really in all corners of the county. And, you know, just the, you know, just the $3 billion alone generated 5,000 new jobs and retained about 9,000 more. So that alone is extremely exciting. And then we also talked about 39 North, which is uh, we've talked about before, which is the county's ag tech innovation district, and all the exciting things that are going on there. One of the one of the more exciting things recently is that East West Gateway Council of Governments recommended awarding the St. Louis County Department of Transportation four million dollars to transform the interchange at Olive and Lindbergh uh, at the entrance of 39 North. So that's uh, very big news, and that was something that we talked
2: about as well. So. Explain a little bit too, just what what this Thirty Nine North is is a big deal. What exactly, what what makes it such a an important thing for Missouri?
4: You know, physically, um, Thirty Nine North is six hundred acres. Uh, it's a six hundred acre space where innovators and entrepreneurs will be able to gather in in the basically in the realm of ag tech, but other startups as well. You know, we're, we're not just limiting it to ag tech. It's basically going to be St. Louis County's innovation district. And we anticipate, you know, why it's so important to our region and why it's so important to our county, why it's so important to our state, is we believe this will be a real incubator for jobs and that, uh, you know, real innovations are going to come from this space. You know, The next Monsanto could come from this space. The next Express Scripts could come from this space. And we've already got international attention that's been drawn to this. Uh, Ag Idea is an Argentinian company that's putting its North American headquarters in 39 North. So, I mean, we we have attention already, and there are some other developers that are interested as well in actually creating space within within that 600-acre space. So we're excited, and we think that uh, it's important enough. That one of the other things that I announced was that Mayor Krusen and I are going to lead a delegation to Argentina in November to help deepen our relationship with Argentinian companies and attract more of them to uh, 39 North and in our, in our entire region.
1: And you know, that's been a theme, it seems like, over the last year or two with our incubator and accelerator programs, whether it's the Indian program partnering with T Rex or the Yield Lab going to Europe, Israeli startups coming to St. Louis to go to the 39 North District that you've been talking about. So, what's the connection with Argentina? What's the goal there?
4: Well, Ag Idea is. An Argentinian company, as I said, that's putting its North American headquarters in 39 North, and there is uh, there's a lot that goes on in Argentina around the ag space. So it's just it's really a natural fit. And when you consider that we have locally 750 plant science PhDs right here in the St. Louis County area, right here in the St. Louis region, it's just a natural fit. You know, I, I, I hesitate to say organic because it, it's a bit of a pun, but uh, it is. It's it's just
2: simply organic. Better Weekdays had an amazing amount of time to come up and talk about what uh, Chris Motley, an entrepreneur who's originally from out of town. Um, that, was a, that was really cool to see him talk about his company, and I'm just kind of curious, you know, from your standpoint, like, what is, you know, what's the importance of, like, what Chris is doing, and, and, um, and how is St. Louis attracting people like him?
4: Well, one of the things that, that Chris talked about was uh, the county startup fund, the Helix Fund, and we made our largest investment in his company and in, in better weekdays it's the largest investment that we've ever made in one company and it's really about you know in many ways it's about the person i mean if you, if you heard chris talk he's he's inspiring uh... you know he got up and chris is just a great example of what is going on in our region, what is going on in St. Louis County. And you know, we wanted I think it was important to hear from Chris, to hear about his company and to hear about all of the uh all of the innovation that he has brought to the workforce area. And it, so there's there are many connections here. You know, one of one of the major focuses of my administration is jobs. And our administration has been working really hard with workforce and when you get someone like Chris involved and he's really a disruptor in the uh in the workforce development arena and to hear him talk about his ideas, how he came up with those ideas, the support that he's received from government and the interaction that he's had with government that's been very positive toward his startup and toward his ideas and the support that he's received. I think it's really important for the community to hear that. I think it energized people. And it's really, and as I said in the beginning of our conversation, it is really what is going on in St. Louis. You know, we see the headlines sometimes. We see people that want to be detractors about our community. Well, we have a wonderful community. We have wonderful Things going on and uh, I think it's really important to showcase individuals who are doing just a phenomenal job of uh, helping others and at the same time uh, you know disrupting an entire you know really an entire space.
1: When you talk about detractors and you talk about image of, of St. Louis As a region, and then you just mentioned that you're going to be going on this trade mission with the new mayor of the city of St. Louis, what's that relationship like with the new mayor, and why is it important for the region to uh, present a unified front and also to have a a unified mindset and, uh, and plan when it comes to tackling these innovation kind of issues?
4: Well, one of the things that is really, I think, is something that is little known is just how much we already collaborate and how much we work together. And I will tell you that the relationship that I share with the mayor, uh, you know, Lyda Cruson has just been has just done a wonderful job, and she has uh, been an excellent partner in collaboration. You know, I think it was evident, uh, you know, yesterday when we talked about the various things that we talked about. Um, none of that's possible without collaboration between the city and the county. In fact, the entity that was holding the event is the St. Louis Partnership Economic Development Partnership, and that partnership is quite literally a combination of the city and county. They have personnel from the city, we have personnel from the county, they work together in the same space, and and, and quite literally collaborate and coordinate every day to bring to fruition all of the various things that we talked about. So, so. The relationship between the mayor and I is extremely important. I think we both understand that and see that, and we co- and we have been collaborating and cooperating in a, in a number of different areas. and And many of our institutions that we have across our region would not be possible without that strong collaboration and cooperation that goes on every day.
2: So, speaking of the St. Louis Economic Development Partnership, uh, the CEO Sheila Sweeney had made a big announcement about establishing. Um, in the works of establishing a direct flight from SDL to Europe. Yes. Um, can you share any more details on that?
4: Yeah, you know, she's she's working very closely with some individuals from the state and, and with our with our local partners on, and, and this is something that also the mayor, uh, the mayor Cruson and I have also coordinated on, uh, working on establishing a, 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 a direct flight to Europe from Lambert, which is extremely important. And uh, we're, what we're working on is we had some state funding that was left over from, from something else, and we're trying to utilize that, that state funding on basically supplementing uh, what would otherwise be an expensive proposition, supplementing uh, a flight that will be a direct flight from, from St. Louis to Europe, from Europe to St. Louis.
1: Yeah, a lot of other cities who are looking to uh, get a direct flight have put up a revenue guarantee. They get the business community and government... Uh, Cities, counties, the state, all on board to create a fund to guarantee basically that the airline's going to make money whether or not they sell all the seats or not.
4: Yeah, and that's basically what we're doing, and we were able to establish that because we had some some state funding uh, left over from another project. And that's once again a matter of of state and, excuse me, of of county and city cooperation because it's necessary to have both entities. Uh, as proponents in order to make it happen, and and we are. And, uh, you know, I have a a high degree of confidence that it'll be successful.
1: What uh, are you hearing from the business community about what city might be best, what hub city might be best for that flight to Europe, whether it's uh, Paris or London or somewhere else? You know,
4: we've heard all kinds of suggestions, and I'll tell you, if you were there yesterday, uh, there was there was a almost a gasp in the room when they heard about the direct flight. It, it really generated a lot of excitement, and I've heard you know from 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 numerous uh, uh, business leaders in our community just how important they think that that flight is. Uh, as for cities, you name it, they 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 would like uh, the cities all across the all across Europe to to be the cities that that uh, would be picked for that flight.
2: Well, this is very exciting stuff. Um... Steve Stanger, uh, St. Louis County Executive, thanks for joining us today on Nothing Impossible.
4: Well, thank you. I really appreciate it, and uh, I just want to close in saying that we have we have a tremendous amount going on in St. Louis, both in the city and the county, and we have a lot to be proud of as a community, and it was, it was uh, on display yesterday in that room.
1: All right. County Executive Steve Stanger, thank you again. Always love chatting innovation with you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Steve. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you for joining us this week for Nothing Impossible. Tyler Matthews, thank you for filling in for Travis. Always my pleasure. Venture Cafe, Thursdays in Cortex. That's right, every week. All right, and uh, we'll be back next week with more Nothing Impossible, more local innovation talk on the voice of St. Louis. T-Mobile
0: has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours